Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Perimenopause Power. Lisa and I are flying solo together, but of course, always happy in each other's company. Oh, yes. Love, love your company, Nat. We, uh, together, we do amazing things. We sure do. And we do love, absolutely love doing the interviews that we do week in, week out with our podcast guests. But we do also love being able to come together and just talk from our own experiences, our own perspective, our own skills and knowledge and experience and be able to have just a really, well, let's say an off the cuff conversation, right? Mm -hmm. That hopefully you all enjoy listening to and uh, can take something from. So that is what today's episodes about right it is Nat and today it's a really good chance to talk about allowing or giving ourselves permission to make a decision that's based on our health uh, our way of thinking around how we want to look after ourselves when we take into account all the may I say research or conversations we may have had in the last week the last few months or what you're seeing on the social media that you might follow or the people that you're meeting in the street or the family that you're catching up with, that you're comfortable with making a decision that's right for you, not for anyone else, but for you. And I think that we're faced with so much information and decision-making these days from outside of yourself, you know, from everyone else having their, you know, two bobs worth, I suppose. And I suppose, and I got me talking, I got talking to Nat about this earlier this week, and I think it's really important that women do empower themselves to make the decision that's right for them. And sometimes our biases, our beliefs, uh, the way that we've, um, you know, that we've grown up, they can be a good and a bad thing. And by that I mean that they can hold you back from making decision that in your gut you feel is the right one but perhaps it doesn't you know it might go against the grain of how you have grown up or what your beliefs have been as you've grown up and that's okay it's okay to make a decision that's different because as we grow and thrive through life it's important that we we, we, we learn new things and it may not necessarily be the decision that you might have made 20 years ago but 20 years on, you've got a lot of living that, uh, that you have lived and you've got a life that has changed in roundabouts and turns that you weren't aware of, but it's made you a smarter, uh, more informed, mature, worldly person so that you can take that all into account with the decision that you need to make. Does mm. that make sense? Mm. Yeah, beautifully said. And I think we as you say, very much we get caught up in lots of different things, lots of viewpoints, um, lots of information. And this is part of what we advocate for through our work as well. And particularly through this podcast being perimenopause power is that when we can give ourselves permission to make the decisions we need to make or trusting that we have the answers for what we actually need, 
we take back that power. Mm. We actually give ourselves that power to say, no, this is what feels right. This is what I need to do. This is what I want to do. And I have this really great meditator that I listen to on Insight Timer. And he always says, when your head and your heart and your gut are in alignment, mm. then you know that you will never put a foot wrong because you feel it in your entire being that you have given yourself permission to make the choice that you want to make and you know that you, you can't go wrong and it's it's that intuitive connection to yourself and even if other people around you think that perhaps you're making the wrong decision that's okay it's okay but when your head and your heart and your gut are in alignment mm. You can never put a foot wrong. And I just always come back to that when I have to make decisions on certain things or I have to, you know, remove the should or, or think about something. I always think, well, what is it? Is this, does this feel right? And does this, what does this feel like for me inside? I love that. And I think, um, you know, I'm seeing it, and I know you are too, Nat, I'm seeing it a lot where women are really questioning that decision if it's different from their circle or family or friends or loved ones around them think it should be another different decision and it really has a big bearing on their decision making and you know the other thing is too about being empowered about you know how your life is run and what I mean is just being in touch with the different aspects of your with your life as well and not necessarily leaving others within your life to pick those up you know be aware of the different elements you know we, we we're all in relationships whether you know what whatever that looks like and sometimes we might leave parts of our our life in the uh, in the hands of someone else and i think that you can do that but you also need to be on top of what that looks like as well for you because that does impact your decision making also don't freely give away what affects you to other people and, you know, what I'm talking about is influenced by other scenarios and conversations that I'm having with people and, you know, people close to me. Um, as I said, you know, people that I'm meeting through networking, but there's a real reluctance or scariness, I think, for, for those decisions, um, you know, to make those decisions when in their gut that, you know, Nat's talking about, they know it's the right thing to do. And then quite often you make the decision and then you feel like this big weight is lifted off your shoulder. It's, it's such a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And I just feel like we're going through a lot of angst over whether it be days, weeks, months, when we could have made a decision those days, weeks, months ago and just got on with our life. And let's face it, it life is busy. We don't need to complicate it any more than it needs to be. And I think if we actually own up and have the confidence to be able to accept the decisions that you and you alone need to make for you and your own body and your health and your mind and all that kind of thing. That's where um, I would encourage our listeners and other people you might know that are going through similar scenarios to be. Mm, yep, valid point. I'm just thinking about times where I guess for my own body, I've had to make decisions and key one was when, and I've shared before around the hormonal issues I had a, um, a few years ago where I had that implant implanted mm -hmm. in my arm and I just knew that I had to get it out. But I had my doctor trying to convince me to keep it in. I had a specialist who was trying to get me back on the pill or 
do something different. And I just knew in my heart of hearts, I knew that head, heart and gut alignment just said, no, just take everything out and come back to just connecting with your body, connecting with your cycles and just getting to know your body a lot better than what you ever have in your life. And that really was, a, you know, a, a massive game changer for me because it's ultimately led to me where I am today, but it's just, it's those little decisions around your body. And probably one of the biggest things that always come up for women, and we're seeing it more and more, I don't know about you, Lisa, in articles and on the media around MHT mm -hmm. or, as, or as it's been referred to HRT in the past, whether to go on it or not. And this is probably one of the biggest decisions I think that a lot of women grapple with. And I think the the big challenge here is that lack of education yeah. and that lack of knowledge is what really holds women back. And um, as much as we're not experts in the MHT um, realm, it's a conversation that we have very often and we always talk about it being very personal for the individual woman herself um, and seeking that medical advice from a specialist, a menopause specialist yeah. we often um, will talk about um, and, and weighing up your options and, and deciding what, what that looks like from you for you in terms of where you are at in that moment and what support is it going to give you or what support other support mechanisms can you get outside of that? And also having the, um, you know, if it's something that you're not sure about, but having the courage, I don't know if courage is the right word, but just having the ability to give it a try, try it, work out, you know, like, what does that look like? If you really, um, if you really think that you've, you know, you've done your research, you've spoken to a specialist and you think, you know what, MHT might be the thing for me. So I'll put my personal hat on now and um, MHT was definitely somewhere that I was not going to go, you know, years ago because I wasn't educated in relation to into, into that. And so last year I definitely had some health issues associated with perimenopause and um, the wonderful Fatima Khan, we actually had her on a podcast and I would encourage you to go back and listen to both podcasts that we've had with Fatima because it's full of information around um, menopause from a medical point of view and MHT point of view. And after that second podcast, I had been struggling a lot. And I, I remember we turned off the recording and I said to Nat, I think MHT might be the missing part of what I'm doing. And because at that point I had had a really long bleed and I was, my anxiety was up, my confidence was low. It's just a whole lot of things happening around the symptoms that we often talk about that were happening to me. And they were so not me. So I knew that something was, wasn't right. My iron was low, um, obviously as a, as a result of some um, heavy bleeding and things like that. So, um, so I did see Fatima and I actually haven't looked back and I took the information on board in relation to trying MHT and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a go. And and I must say that I'm super lucky because um, Nat's been there every step of the way with my decision making as a bounce, bouncing board, <laughs> bouncing board, is that the right word? Sounding board. Sounding board, sounding board. And um, I had certain decisions around, um, you know, what I had thought previously, but that was chipping away. I was chipping away at it because I was informing myself with the decision-making process that, um, you know, my health still wasn't great. And 
I wanted to feel, I wanted to be back to where I was. I was practicing all the lifestyle elements that Nat and I talk about. I move my body, I eat well, I sleep well, although Nat gets, seems to get more sleep than I do, so I have to work on that one a little bit more. But um, I was doing everything, but there was just something still not right. And um, I have uh, begun MHT, I began it uh, last year, and it was just the missing piece in the puzzle. But the torment and anxiety and angst around do I or don't I was particularly huge and had a big weight on my shoulder and now that I I now marry that up with the lifestyle element it's working well for me and I appreciate there are some women that cannot take it and there's still a lot that we can be doing from a natural point of view granted but for me that was something that I was I'm glad that I you know stepped outside the little boundaries that I've probably set myself my whole life and given it a go so if there's any decisions that you are contemplating or working with at this stage of your life that are live, you know, that are different to the way that you have done life to this point now, I would just encourage you to look at it from your own point of view. Certainly take advice from others around what their view is, but at the end of the day, you make a decision and make the decision that you feel is right for you and understand not everyone may be in agreement with you, but definitely if you're going to feel better, that weight's going to be off your shoulder. I would uh, really um, encourage you to do that. Really well said, really well said, Lise. And I think it's, you know, applaud you on your vulnerability in, in sharing that with our audience, because uh, I know that you, you grappled with the decision mm. for a period of time and um, not sure whether to or not, but, you know, I, I can see and I'm sure your family can see a real change yep. in you as a result. And I know that you are at, com at comfort now with um, having made that decision. And, and, and I guess as well, it's a health decision too, isn't it? Yep. You know, and Fatima Khan, I think she said something on our podcast, one of our podcasts and said, if your quality of life is really yeah. decreasing or not feeling like it is, or the quality of life is really uh, low as a result of perimenopause, and this could really go with anything, we then have to reflect and make the decisions to ensure that let's get your quality of life back up mm, again, right? Mm. I mean, that's essentially what it comes down to. And, and she really talks about how we shouldn't have to suffer. We shouldn't have to suffer through this. And, and there's a lot of great authors who write some really great books and they talk about the concept and we've spoken before around, you know, we need to find a way to thrive and not just survive in life. Absolutely. Particularly during this phase of life as well. And it's, it's deciding again, whether that's the lifestyle elements and whether that's going to some um, medical support as well. It's, it's decisions that we have to make. Um, and, and I also say too, sometimes even making the most simplest decisions. I mean, as health coaches, we work with a lot of women around wanting to get healthier, wanting to mm, look after themselves. Huge. And even just making slightest changes around exercising or going to the gym or eating a certain way is actually a very big decision for them to make because as women, we automatically think about, well, what are my family going to think? How's it going to impact my family? And how am I going to do it? I how am I going to start? It. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So it could be the tiniest decision that you're having to, to look at, to consider here in supporting your health, but recognizing this is what I need. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I need. And this is why I need it. And this is, you know, and usually the why is such 
um, a big intrinsic motivation to continue showing up as the as the person that you want to show up as so you can be the woman to your family and your friends and your work colleagues but most importantly so you can be who you want to be and yep. feel the way that you want to feel yeah um, so yes we're talking a range of different decisions here it's not just one one particular decision but it, it is it's all those decisions we need to make that that impact us and um, can wreak havoc on our um, physical, mental, emotional and spiritual health as well. Yeah, they're all connected. And, um, yeah, I think it's a yeah, good point. Um, I think that when we, it's about being honest with yourself, isn't it? And we tend to do all, and we've talked about this, you know, so many times on our podcast, but we look after everyone else so well and we go to the, you know, if our kids are unwell or there's something not quite right there, you'll go to the nth degree to try and find out, you know, what's going on or, you know, whatever that looks like. But um, we might do that with us to a certain degree, but we don't complete it. And then when we do complete it, we have this hard time about launching ahead to make the decision to make us, make us feel, make us or help us feel better. Whereas with the other people that we're looking after, we don't really question that. We just launch in and do it. Um, yeah, so I think that, you know, I always talk about happy mum, happy sons, but it is, it's around, it's not a selfish thing to put yourself first either in relation to that self-care element, because you can be that person you so desperately want to be for everyone else and yourself, but yourself first. Yeah. And I think that's sometimes where we lose, um, our focus in relation to what that looks like. Yeah. So, so very true. And I just want to add here too, that. If you are grappling with making a decision around MHT or around exercise or nutrition or whatever decision that you need to make, just want to put out there that Lisa and I here are having a, a great conversation and sharing our own personal experience. It's really important that you seek that professional advice Absolutely. and support um, and get the support of um, a specialist, a, a really good GP, um, a health coach as well, mm. um, a really great PT too, you know, you and I, obviously, we're big advocates for coaching and what coaching can do, but it's having that additional accountability and it's having that that person that can really support us, give us a different perspective, give us that 360 sort of helicopter view around, you know, what we might, what we might need and what we might be able to mm. do. So just wanted to add that in that it's really vitally important that you seek that advice um, from various professionals in helping you make your decision. And I thought it might just be a really good time too, just to remind our listeners of our community platform called Women Thriving Together. Oh, loving this, yeah. So we've got a community platform which we started earlier in the year, completely online, and it's open to women from all walks of life. And, and we're essentially two coaches providing information, some great um, action points, we run a monthly masterclass. We do online virtual chats. Recipes, recipes foods, such a inspiration. Range of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it's all about just helping to um, helping you to thrive, helping mm. women thrive, but also not just for you individually, learning to thrive with other people and pulling on the experiences and the wisdom and support of other women around you. So mm. we'll pop that into the show notes if you'd love to go and check that out. Um, even better if you'd love to join. We'd absolutely love to have you join Women Thriving Together. Yeah, and I think what's been beautiful about that community that we're building there is just to see 
um, the participants that have joined the community having such great conversations with each other and, you know, openly sharing, you know, where their triumphs and tribulations might be, um, but really does show there's no judgment. So, you know, everyone's lifting each other up and providing that support as well and and sharing that. And it's a real, the, the, the pro, uh, the, the membership comes from a place of that emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual support as well. So we do touch on a whole lot of things that feed into the membership as well, which I think everyone is really loving. Very well said. Well, a wonderful conversation. We hope that you have enjoyed this conversation and we hope that it has enlighten you with some thought processes around making decisions for yourself, but most importantly, giving yourself permission to give yourself what you need and make the decisions that you need to for whatever point you are in your life mm, right now. Totally spot on, Nat. <laughs> Thanks, Lise. Thanks, Nat. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.